from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying your morning this morning as it is time for Tourney Time Talk. That's something that Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora has carried throughout the years during conference tournament time. I have Syracuse basketball alumni join me all throughout the week, and today we have a trio of guests in Dale Shackelford as well as Roosevelt Bowie Jr. and Gene Waldron will all be joining the show in that order, followed by the Fantasy Football Power Hour condensed a little bit, speak on franchise tags, Dak Prescott, and more. All inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios, this is Wake Up Call, and you are listening on MixLR.com backslash DT, as well as on WakeUpCallDT.com. You're watching on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT and on youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt. So with all of that being said, let's welcome the man into the broadcast to start off our tourney time talk this season. That is Dale Shackelford, a great friend of mine and someone I appreciate very much. Dale, how are we doing? I'm doing great, Dan. Good morning to you. Uh, everything's uh, nice and cool down here in Florida. Uh, it's in the low 70s, so I'm freezing a little bit. Yeah, I know. You're having a uh, rough go at it this morning with how chilly it is down in Florida. I'm sorry that uh, that you have to go through that. But uh, speaking of the weather and the heating up of things, is this a perfect time for Syracuse to... I mean, where do you think they're at right now? They, they defeated North Carolina, who blew out Duke after lo- losing to Syracuse. And they defeated Clemson, two teams that are above them in the ACC standings. Uh, Clemson as a five seed and North Carolina as a six, Syracuse is an eight. So where is Syracuse basketball right now as they head into the ACC tournament? Well, I think Syracuse has a good shot. Uh, you know, they've got a little momentum going uh, with the last couple of games they won. Uh, I, I'm not going to compare their win over uh, North Carolina to North Carolina's win over Duke. Uh, you know, they've got to take care of uh, this afternoon's game against North Carolina State. But I think, uh, you know, Syracuse can, uh, you know, pull this one out this afternoon and have a great showing and hopefully beat uh, Virginia tomorrow. Uh, you know, they have a great shot at the uh, NCAA tournament. Syracuse tends to peak at this time of the season, which is a good thing. Um, you know, they, they tend to get better. They tend to play well together uh, during the later stages of the season. So hopefully this is one of those years that uh, they do the same. What would you attribute that to, Dale? You know, why do you think that Syracuse finds a way to surge toward the the latter part of the season in the postseason when they have to win why do you feel like more often than not they come through well you know uh, it's obvious no circus don't play that many players and you know it takes it takes some time to get players used to playing a significant amount of time yeah. and i think with uh, syracuse's conditioning and and uh their uh, ability to sustain uh, you know long periods of time with only four or five or five or six players on the floor uh, with the most minutes I think uh, you know this time of year uh, it benefits them more than any other team yeah you know and, and, and I would agree with you you know that that as these guys get more comfortable 
the players that we get to see. How vital are Jesse Edwards and Kadari Richmond in this postseason? Well, I think they're going to be a major factor. Uh, and and there again, you know, that's if Coach plays them. Um, I, I think Doge and also uh, Gary, you know, I think they need a little break with the physicalness inside in a lot of these games and that. And I, I think that, um, you know, uh, these guys, uh, you know, can help out a lot. And as far as the guard position is concerned, uh, you know, you know, Buddy and uh, Girardi, you know, they're great shooters and that. But I don't think that either one of them are legitimate playmakers. Uh, you know, Buddy's a two guard uh, outright. Uh, you know, he's going to shoot the ball, and he's not going to give you, you know, much else. And Girardi is trying to play, you know, uh, you know, the one position, you know, and uh, you know, be the leader on the floor and that. And you know, sometimes he struggles because. Uh, eight out of ten times, uh, he's looking for his own shot before he's trying to you know get everybody else involved in the offense. And I think that uh, Kadari brings that to the team where you know he's going to get everybody involved first, and then he's going to take whatever he can take uh, according to what the defense gives him. Yeah, you know, in in Kadari, a lot of people have looked to the fact that you know how he plays defense, how he you know how he gets after it, putting his hand in the lane, his wherewithal of knowing kind of where to be. In my opinion. He's the best, by far, top of the key of the 2-3 zone this season for Syracuse. Maybe the best defender that they have right now for Syracuse. And at the same time, he's also the guy that attacks the basket. Besides, like, Marek Dolajai, he's the only one that really, like, goes at the basket and attacks it the way he does. Quincy does some good things, but Kadari, what I'm getting at is he doesn't play like a true freshman. He seems to know where he needs to be. He knows when to get the contact to at least get to the free throw line. His intelligence is there. His moxie is there. There's something about Kadari that just feels like he is a floor general. And I think that, you know, it's it's a shame that he's sitting on the bench and doesn't have the time sometimes that I think that he deserves. And I know Jim Beheim contests that in the media all the time. But in my opinion, they're better on the floor with Kadari offensively and defensively than than they are without him and you can't say that about some of the other guys well the, the thing is uh, you know we're, we're we're the armchair coaches uh you know we're sitting on, at home and on the sidelines just watching these guys in games uh you know some people are allowed to go into practice and uh you know most of us aren't so uh you know coach sees them every day I'm a firm believer that uh, the competition that uh, Gadari played in the high school warrants him to play that same uh, level of basketball in college, and uh, you know that's a big factor. You know these guys, uh, you know that you know that played high level high school basketball can come into you know NCAA play no matter what division one, two, or three, and be contributors. Uh, unfortunately. Um, you know, Gadari is one of those typical guards that uh, Syracuse likes. You know, he's long, he's ranging, he anticipates the pass well. He can get his hands on a lot of uh, balls that you know for deflections and that. And that's what you know we're not getting out of Gerard. And nothing against his size or his height. He's you know his quickness isn't there. And the same goes for Buddy Bayham. His quickness isn't there either. So, yeah. in saying that, uh, with you know putting those two guys out there together, you're going to be limited at the front of that zone. And you need guys that can, you know, get a hand on a ball or at least deflect the ball and, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, whoever's up front offensively is going to struggle to get that ball inside. Yeah, you know, in, in Kadari, 
I mean, for you, what are the things about his game that you like the most? What what sticks out to you the most about what he does on this team? Well, I, I to be honest with you, I haven't really seen him play that much. I probably saw him play two games because you know I don't get the games uh, on my television network. Only if they were on ESPN will I you'll see them play. I don't have the ACC network, but I I, I think that you know he he brings a little up tempo to the game. You know, he pushes the ball up floor a little better. He sees the open man a lot better. I think uh, he's capable of getting to the basket and making a strong move to get his shot off or to go to the foul line. And, you know, we already said defensively, uh, you know, he brings a lot of range and length to Syracuse's 2-3 zone. Yeah, you know, and, and Kadari, I mean, definitely is a catalyst, I think, for their success moving forward. At Dale, for you, uh, they have to play NC State. They have the, the height on NC State. They've utilized that. They've played them twice. You have obviously played this game. Beating a team three times in one season, is it easier or is it more difficult? I mean, going back to that tape and saying, okay, we knew what we, we were doing in these first couple games, does that help you? Does it hurt you to play a team three times? Well, I think most of that is uh, mental, psychological, whatever you want to say. Uh, I'm quite sure that uh, you know the coaches are letting these guys know that they're not the same team that you played the first time or the second time. You know, this is a whole new season. Everybody's got, you know, one shot in the ACC tournament and they're done. So you still have to come out with your best. And, you know, to think about what you did in the past is not going to help you in the present. And, you know, I think that, you know, the players understand that, you know, they still have to go out and work hard and play as hard as they can. My biggest thing is that, you know, go out and play as hard as you can, win the game, get some rest and not look forward to tomorrow, but, you know, take care of this game right now and then they can rest up for tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it's a big thing to see, you know, the fact that there is this opportunity in and of itself, Dale, before I let you go, the ACC tournament a year to the date really of, of March 9th, which started off this tournament. That's when the world's in my world really started to change. It, that was a Monday in 2020 and I was getting ready to go down to the ACC tournament. Something in my gut told me not to. I was getting information that got that there was people that were contracting the virus and different things that were going on. And then they closed down the locker rooms to the media. And eventually, within a couple of days, they shut it down. Your thoughts on the fact that we're even here, that we even have an ACC tournament, a conference tournament, the hopes of the NCAA tournament, just what we've been through this year and, and the fact that we got to a point where... We're in the postseason again, and this time we're trying to finish it. Well, uh, first of all, I want to say that uh, you know Syracuse did win the last game in the ACC tournament, so they should have been uh, the outright tournament champions. Oh, yeah. uh, that's, that's just my opinion. <laughs> but uh, you know, it was an unfortunate situation last year with uh, you know the COVID and everything. And uh, I know for you know my point of view, you know, I was looking forward to college basketball to resume on you know whatever. Uh, under whatever circumstances that we had to play it under. And hopefully, um, you know, with all our you know, health and safety protocols in play, that, you know, we can get through, uh, you know, this season or this postseason ACC tournament and all the other tournaments uh, for college basketball without any incidents uh, to where it's going to be postponed or delayed or canceled. And, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, we hope that uh, will not happen. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to at least um, getting updates on the Syracuse score today. Yeah, and for you, what does Syracuse 
you know, in your opinion, how many games do they have to do? What do they have to do to get into the NCAA tournament? I know my thoughts on it. I know what would, uh, in my opinion, give them a big enough case. But what do they need, in your opinion? Well, without looking at who they're going to play, uh, you know, I, I personally feel that they need to get two wins in the uh, ACC tournament, or you know, they have to get very lucky uh, with the selection. And um, you know, I think the the first thing is you know getting those two wins. And then uh, we worry about whatever happens later. And I would agree with you. I, I said that before the tournament started. They need two. NC State would be, you know, one. And then Virginia would be the second. Virginia is a team that has lost to San Francisco this season. They're a team that has had games where they just don't look good. And there's other times where they've been fine and they suffocate you. I know that NC State is on the table right now, but... Your thoughts on Virginia and Tony Bennett and how they really do, for the most part, most of the time, everything well, not a couple things. Well, I think, uh, you know, Virginia is one of the you know, better patient teams in college basketball. And, and they're consistent every year. You know, he recruits players that uh, he knows that's going to buy into his system, uh, which is a very good system. You know, they play excellent defense. They work the ball well enough and set screens and have movement to where, you know, they're going to get easy shots or open shots. And it's a point where it's going to be a low-scoring game regardless. And if you can get them into an up-tempo, which is very hard for most teams to do, uh, I think, you know, you have a better chance of winning. But in saying that, uh, you know, a few years ago, uh, you know, Syracuse, uh, you know, surprised them and uh, put their uh, press on and half-court trapping and everything and, you know, caught them off guard and, uh, was able to you know pull out the win. So let's do uh, North Carolina State first, and then uh, you know we'll we'll work on a strategy for Virginia uh, later tonight or early tomorrow morning. That coming from Dale Shackelford. Dale, I know that you have uh, some business to take care of today, so we'll let you uh, get to it. But as always, I appreciate the time and being here for Tourney Time Talk. Something I do every single conference tournament week, uh, having as many. Syracuse alumni as I can on from the basketball side of things and I know that you're always uh, open to, to being here and being a part of it and have been a great friend over the years and for those of you that haven't seen it go back and watch our special our Florida and Focus one there's a lot of good to come from all of that in our prior conversations and in the meantime Dale stay safe stay well and hopefully I'll get to see you soon. All right, Dan, thank you very much. And I also want to thank you for uh, making it the first time in my basketball career that I was selected before Roosevelt and <laughs> Well, you know, I got to I gotta do what I got to do, you know. I, I'm sure Rosie will have something to say about it, but Gene was moving things around, chess piece in his schedule, and, you know, I got in touch with Dale Shackelford. I said 9 a.m., you said yes, and, and so... You know, Dale, I, I think it's, uh, I'm happy that I got to be another assist in your book and the first time you were selected first. All right, Dan, thank you, and uh, all the best the rest of the way.